Hello, I'm Daniel. I am going to read to you a little bit from this text, Way of the Bodhisattva, or Entering the Way of the Bodhisattva. I'm going to read and go over chapter 3, which is called Embracing Bodhicitta. Chapter 3 is called Embracing Bodhicitta. Uh, first of all, though, I want to say Bodhicitta is the mind of awakening is sort of the direct translation, and it's just that state of mind that motivates and inspires us on the path. It's the state of mind that motivates us and inspires us on the path. It is what we are engaging when we are being our best selves and living our best lives. That is bodhicitta. It is the fuel. It is the reminders. It is just everything that keeps us going in, in trying to make the world a better place for ourselves and others. Bodhicitta, okay? And some people say bodhicitta, but it's bodhicitta, I think. At least from the pronunciation guides I've looked up. But I've heard both. Some people do say bodhicitta. Um, so this particular chapter has s several different parts. But what I want to talk about at the outset is there's a teaching called the seven branch prayer or the seven limbed prayer. And it's like a list of seven things that keep us motivated and inspired. And the chapter before this one, which was called Confessing Misdeeds, had the first three of the seven branches, and this one has the last four. Is that right? Yes, that's right. So I'm going to talk about these four things, and then we will go through the chapter and we'll identify where those four things are, okay? So they are rejoicing, requesting teachings, Supplication and dedication. Rejoicing, re requesting teaching, supplication, and dedication. Okay? So, in rejoicing, he's the Chantideva, the writer of this text. He's delighting in the virtuous acts by others and their good fortune. And he's delighting in just the fact that we can take this spiritual journey. The fact that we can practice this at all is something worth celebrating something worth celebrating. You know, some people sort of, they just, they do their spiritual practice and it's just a thing they do and it's not that big a deal. And what we're talking about is how this is something that's worth celebrating. This is wonderful that we can end the suffering of ourselves and others. It's wonderful. It's not just some little thing. I like to say this is not a hobby because this is a big deal. We can end the suffering of ourselves and others. We can empower ourselves, and we can create harmony in our relationships. So that's great. And um, the second of the branches is called requesting teachings, and that is sort of like prayer. He sort of um, expresses that he's wanting more spiritual teachers to emerge. He's wanting more things to come to us, more sacred spiritual teachings. And that is just sort of setting an intention, putting something out into the universe, I want this, so more so than it's like prayer, like please take care of me. But it, it's rather just declaring what you want to see more of in the world and then hoping it comes to pass. And the truth is there's teachings all the time if you look for them. So in a sense, it is a way to um, sort of get our minds in the right place to receive teachings. And then uh, supplication is sort of just being thankful 
for the teachings that are available, just being thankful and expressing gratitude for the teachings that are available. And that, again, that helps us put us, put us in the right state of mind and reflect on how great these teachings are. And then dedication is just sort of the reminder that we're doing this for something bigger than ourselves. We're doing this for something bigger than ourselves. So, with all of that being said, here's the, I'm going to read the verses on rejoicing. Delighted, I rejoice in virtue, respite from the pains of lower realms, and in those who suffer, dwelling in happiness. I celebrate the virtues gathered that cause enlightenment. I rejoice in being's emancipation from the suffering of samsara, in the protector's Buddhahood, and all the bodhisattva levels. I rejoice gladly in the ocean of bodhicitta that brings all sentient beings to happiness and brings them benefit. So, that's the rejoicing. Next, the requesting teachings. With my palms joined, I implore the Buddhas in all directions. Light, the lamp of Dharma in the gloom of ignorance beings' woes. Joining my palms, I beseech the victors who wish to pass to Nirvana. Don't leave these wanderers in blindness. Stay for countless eons. That was requesting teachings. And again, um, I'm talking about the seven branch prayer only because... Shanti Deva's audience was familiar with that. So they knew when they heard him saying with palms together, they knew exactly what he was doing. They knew exactly that he was going over the seven branch prayer. Or sometimes it's called the seven limbed prayer. So next is supplication. And this section... is the most quoted section in all way of the Bodhisattva, I think. This section has what is called Shantideva's prayer, or the Bodhisattva prayer. And I'm going to read it to you, and I will tell you which part I recite daily when I get there. And so, here we go. May the virtue I have amassed by doing all of this eliminate all the suffering of every sentient being. As long as sentient beings are ill, until their ailments are cured, may I be their medicine, their doctor, and their nurse as well. May showers of food and drink relieve the torments of hunger and thirst. In intermediate eons of famine, may I become food and drink. May I be an inexhaustible treasure for poor and deprived beings, and stay nearby them as the various things they need and want. To benefit all sentient beings, I give without hesitation my body, my belongings, and all virtues of the three times. Nirvana's relinquishing everything. My wish is to gain nirvana. At some point, all must be relinquished. It's best to give it to beings. As I have given living beings this body for their pleasure, may they do with it as they like. Let them kill, revile, or beat it. They may make my body a cause for sport, or jest, or snickering. But I have given them my body. Why bother holding it dear? So let them do whatever acts will not bring them any harm. May thinking of me never be meaningless for any. When someone thinks of me and has a thought of anger or faith, may they be the cause of what fulfills their every benefit. May anyone who slanders me, any others who cause harm, and all who criticize me have the fortune to awaken. This next part is the part that I recite daily. Uh, verses 18, 19, and 20. 
and I will recite them for you twice, okay? May I be a guardian for the defenseless, a leader of travelers, a boat or ship or even a bridge for those who wish to cross. The land for those who seek the land, a bed for those without, for all those beings who want a servant, may I become their slave. May I be a wish-fulfilling jewel, fine vase, accomplished mantra, great medicine, a heaven tree, and a bountiful cow for beings. I'll read those three again. They are, they are my favorites. May I be a guardian of the defenseless, a leader of travelers, a boat or ship, or even a bridge for those who wish to cross. The land for those who seek the land, a bed for those without. For all those beings who want a servant, may I become their slave. May I be a wish-fulfilling jewel, fine vase, accomplished mantra, great medicine, a heaven tree, and bountiful cow for beings. So, that's what I recite every day. And I will go on because we're still in the, the, prayer, the supplication or prayer section. Like earth and the other elements, like space may I always be, the ground supporting in many ways the lives of sentient beings. Likewise, in all ways, for all beings, out to the edges of space may I be, till all pass to nirvana, what gives them sustenance. Just as the Sugatas of the past aroused the mind of Bodhicitta, just as they followed step by step the training of the Bodhisattvas, so too shall I, to benefit wanderers, arouse the mind of Bodhicitta, so too shall I follow step by step the Bodhisattva's training. Those last two are also uh, sometimes, not sometimes, those last two are used as the sort of explanation of the Bodhisattva vow, which may be a thing that I'll talk about in a later video. But the Bodhisattva vow is a vow I have taken. It's a vow we one can take to really help set an intention on this path. This is the path, the spiritual path grounded in love and compassion. That's what this is. And so he's, what's he expressing? He's expressing incredible humility. He's expressing, I'm going to put others ahead of myself because I know that's the best way to live. And I'm going to try to help everyone and no one gets left out of my heart. That's the message. Be genuine, be open, no one gets left out of your heart. And that's hard to do. We've all been kicked in the heart sometimes, so it's hard to have fully open hearts and to be totally genuine and totally open to the world. And that is what we are called to do here. Agreed. It's very challenging. Sometimes it's really, really challenging. But that's what we are called to do here. This is the path of open hearts and open minds. So that's what we're talking about here. And next is... The dedication section. Especially the very end. Um, so I will go on. I'm on verse 25 now. Once the intelligent have thus embraced sincerely bodhicitta, they take delight in their resolve so that it may continue to grow. My life has become fruitful now. I've gained this human existence well. Now that I've been born in the Buddha's family, I have, and I have become the Buddha's child. What is that? That is, um, sometimes in Buddhism we talk about this thing called lineage, but really we're just saying, the reason this is the dedication is because we're saying, 
He's saying, rather, he's part of something bigger. He's become part of something bigger by setting his intention and dedicating him to this path, dedicating himself to this path. And anyone that vows to follow this path, as I have done and as you can do, is situating themselves as a son or daughter of the Buddha, or as a child of the Buddha, as part of this wonderful lineage of teachers and awakened beings that have been trying to do this, trying to help others, trying to make the world a better place for many, many years. If you walk this path, you're part of something bigger than yourself. And that it can feel very empowering to feel like you're part of something. It can feel very empowering. From now on, I shall always act in ways that befit my family so as to bring no blemish on this stainless, venerable family. So he's saying, I'm part of the Buddhist family. I'm part of the lineage of bodhisattvas and awakened beings and saints. And therefore, I have something to live up to, right? I have something to live up to because I'm part of something bigger than myself. And that is why the vow is empowering, really. That is why studying this is empowering, really, because if it makes you feel like you're part of something, then you can be motivated and inspired by wanting to live up to that. And that's when we take a vow and say, I'm going to save all beings. It's not because we literally think we're going to save all beings, but rather it's because setting that intention is empowering and it motivates and inspires us like few other things in the world. Okay. And now, in this next part, he's sort of rejoicing again. And rejoicing is good. Like a blind man who has discovered a jewel amidst a heap of garbage, somehow by a coincidence, Bodhicitta has been born in me. This is the great elixir that vanquishes the Lord of Death. It is the inexhaustible treasure dispelling the poverty of beings. This is the supreme medicine that cures maladies of the world. A, a, net, a resting tree for beings exhausted from wandering paths of existence. This is the universal bridge that frees all beings from lower realms, the rising moon of mind that soothes the torments of sentient beings' afflictions. It's the great sun that brings an end to the darkness of beings' ignorance. It is the butter that emerges from churning the milk of the true dharma. Sounds gross to me. For travelers roaming on the paths of existence, desiring to partake of happiness, this sublime blissfulness is close at hand to satisfy the supreme guests, sentient beings. Today, in the presence of all the protectors, I invite all sentient beings as my guests to Buddhahood. And until then, happiness. Gods, demigods, and everyone rejoice. So, that is the section, Embracing Bodhicitta. It is where the description of the Bodhisattva vow is. Um, not the actual text of the vow, although the text of the vow pulls from that. Um... I, when I took the Bodhisattva vow, it meant a lot to me. It motivated and inspired me. Um, it's not the same as taking vows to become like clergy or something, but it's not far off also. But if that's something you're interested in, if you're really interested in taking your journey to the next level and you really, this path means a lot to you, um, Seek out a place where you can take Bodhisattva vows. Refuge vows first and Bodhisattva vows second. And 
you'll really see a difference, I think. And that said, if you can't find a place and you're interested in taking these vows with me, I am prepared to give the vows. I'm prepared to give the vows. So just reach out to me and we can talk about it. Okay, so um, go to my website, meditationwithdaniel.com and find my contact information there or reach out to me other ways if you're interested in discussing this further or if you're, you think you want to take these vows, bodhisattva vows. So that was the section on embracing bodhicitta. Um, I know there's a lot of, a lot of, these teachings are so great in that section, but uh, the reason is because they are, but also because we should be celebrating our faith. We should not be, it should, shouldn't be just a thing we're doing, but rather it's a thing to be excited about. And I think some people are not excited about it. Um, I think our, our faith is enormously meaningful and something to be excited about. We are transcending suffering. And that's not nothing. And that's why I say this is not a hobby. Not really. Because it's so much bigger than that. At least it can be. So um, that's it for today. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me and study this text with me. Have a good day.